Hello and welcome to the Sportsbet Greyhound Racing Podcast. The non-chasers, we've officially called it now. I'm your host, Patrick Garshagan. I'm joined here, as always, with the ever-reliable squirrel, Simon Ainsworth. Welcome, Simon. Great to be here, Paddy. And, of course, to my left is Andrew Gunner. Welcome, mate. Hi, Paddy. How are you going? Mate, I am I am very well. I'm excited to get stuck into the you're, out to the sound. Uh, you're sporting a uh, rather large scratch on your, your forehead there, mate. I am. Uh, did someone forget to cut their nails at footy training? No, funny you ask. I actually got scratched by my dog. So very uh, suitable. Uh, Is that because you fed him chocolates? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, he, he wakes up very early in the morning, my dog, and uh, he's uh, staying at mine currently, and uh, he thought he'd jump up onto my bed at about 6.30, and I'm, I generally put my arm out of the covers, but it's very cold at the moment down here in, in Melbourne Gunner, and I was getting a bit too cold, and I put my arm back under the covers, and he didn't have an arm to lick, so he's just poured out, just like he's in the in the in the uh, in the boxes there, and he's scratched me forward. I look like Harry Potter. Well, <laughs> at least uh, at least he's a bit better behaved than uh, your beloved Melbourne <laughs> Demons Christian oh. Petraka's dog. Oh I know, jeez, dogs are the flavour of the month in AFL, aren't they? And on the uh, non chasers as well, isn't it, <laughs> boys? Let's talk about the uh, the Sandown Cup. It's now it's the richest race for the well, staying event in the world. It is 175 big uh, gorillas. You mentioned off air, Gunner. Yes, Saturday uh, night. Yeah, great prize money there for whoever takes it out. Yep. And yeah, uh, I heard you saying as well, Gunner, that the the big wigs there at Sandown Park have have dusted off the, uh, the early start time and they've they've taken it back to a 7 p.m. start. So you have enough time to get down there after work or alternatively you can just bunk it out on the couch and uh, listen to the, the tips we'll offer today and, and, and get set for a big night on the punt. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. Uh, three great feature events, all Group 1 events. So, yeah, 7.07 start Thursday night. So uh, be there or be on the couch watching. And I, I know uh, I know Mick Floyd's a, a big fan of the show. Uh, <laughs> and it, they've done a great job assembling uh, 12 terrific races on Thursday night. The Speed Star was terrific last week. So to have three weeks in a row, great racing. They've, they've attracted really good fields. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to the racing. They do it well down there at Sandown. Boys, I I do want to ask the, the the Speed Series last week, the Speed Star. What a spectacle! How great was it? It was. It was. Uh, it was great for uh, everyone involved. I think yeah, as Gunnar just mentioned, Sandown do a really good job of marketing it and putting on a great show there. So we saw the best go round. No huge surprises like Rip and Sam won the stairs. Tornado tears absolutely flew in uh, the race callers to win the five ninety five. And Dinah Patty, the namesake uh, for our host here, has uh, taken <laughs> not the chocolates but the smackos and uh, yes. yeah, beat beat the favourite, poked the bear. So it was an absolutely amazing night of racing, and you'll see if quite a few of those who went around last week in these feature events on Thursday. Boys, I must ask, the question remains in my head, why are they not doing this match racing around Australia in other places? Why is Sandown the only Greyhound Racing Club to give this one a, a bit of a crack? I think... As we've said before, Sandown's a great progressive club. They're forward thinking. Uh, Greg Miller runs the show down there, does a really good job. But um, it's a it's a great team down there, Mick Floyd, Jason Adams. So, uh, look, they're out in their own in front at the moment uh, on on the lure, basically. Uh, ping the lids. And all the other clubs uh, should take note and be looking on how to develop the Greyhound product, and that is definitely one series that I think, yeah, as you say, should be adopted by other Well, well any clubs. club that can, can let us race a human against a Greyhound is it, it's, <laughs> it's a club that we love. Are there any other clubs that would any chance of, of adopting it soon? Or? Um, well, yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure. that None have really, I guess, shown in the past. There's uh, 
there's a race that they that they hold in at Albion Park during the winter where they have a four dog field. That's probably the the closest in terms of sort of the invitational matching one against another type event. But uh, none, none others have done the head to heads. But there, there's no reason why they couldn't do it. I think that series is being developed in the right manner uh, with a bit more input, uh, a little bit more public awareness of it. There's no doubt that that this can definitely. Um, can definitely grow in years to come. Very well said. Now, Gunnar, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Last week you came out and said, look, I'm not the multi-man. I'm not, I'm and, not and for reasons we're about to demonstrate. You, you lobbed up with a seven-leg <laughs> match racing greyhound multi. What happened? I think I got three or four out of them. So oh. so as I, as I said during the podcast last week, I, I don't do multis and for this reason. So, uh, yeah, just stick to if you if you like if you like something, uh, and the odds are and the odds are over their true probability. Back it. Don't worry about backing it into something else. And how did yours go, school? No good either, mate. So back to the basics this week. We'll we'll stick to finding the winners. Um, yeah, I think we sort of found the winners in the the overall events, but the head to head matches are there was a few that uh, stumbled us. Yeah, very good, boys. On that note. Let's uh, let's crack on to things. Yeah, let's uh, we've rip got in. a bumper twelve race card. You know, of, of any night that they could have started it early, it probably could have been this one. <laughs> race one, it's uh, obviously the heats for the Harrison Dawson over five hundred and fifteen meters, and there's some names that we've seen before. So we're not going to run through the whole whole uh, field, but just want to sort of get your best bet um, and and you know something a storyline or something you see coming out or, or into this race. Start with you, Squirrel. Yeah, this this one's actually the state of origin of uh, of the card. There's actually <laughs> dogs from every state except for Tassie. So you will get to see, uh, yeah, some really great racing. It's a really hard um, race to start off with. Not available as drawn exactly where it wants to, four from four from the inside. So I'd be, I'd be leaning to that one as my top pick. Um, Lightning Frank out in the eight. Um, we've spoken about this before. He he's a box eight bandit. Absolutely lives for the pink box. Um, I think he could be up there close to leading, but yeah, not available. Probably a bit stronger uh, towards the finish. So yeah, I think um, you know the one and the eight boxes the boxes look for. Um, but yeah, it look great race to start the card. Absolutely cracker. And that that one dog not available. I have I could not tell you how many people. Have have gone onto a, a race card on the sportsbet.com.au page and gone. The bloody markets aren't up yet. <laughs> the first dog is not available. It's just the name. Uh, but no, I'm I'm genuinely telling you, it happens. But well, yeah, there's good. a there's a harness uh, runner in WA that's called Hold All Tickets. So uh, I think a few of these are getting past the stewards. Jesus. Mm. And we thought naming a horse was hard uh, <laughs> on our end. Jesus. So not available for you, Squirrel. How about yep. you, Gunnar? Uh, this is the only race that I'll go into a bit more detail on. I, I think it's probably the most complicated race of the 12, as, as Simon was touching on. Uh, not available, perfectly drawn, but probably getting short enough in the market. Uh, Max Profit from WA has really good speed, hasn't performed too well uh, when, it, when it's crossed over to the eastern side of the country. Thought Poke the Bear was starting to get out to good odds, jumps much better than early on in his career, so I don't think the squeeze box is as much of an issue. Uh, slick races really well with uh, early room, always competitive when it travels. And I know Lightning Frank really enjoys box eight, but I, I think he's as he's getting a bit older, I think he's a one-bend dog. Uh, I don't think the the short run to the post at, at Sandown and the two-turn tracks really suit him in a field like this anymore. Very well said. Now, Squirrel, you said this is a state of origin of uh, 
of greyhounds. Where bit of a question without notice, but where's the the dog from uh, Northern Territory? Which where's the representation? No, there? State of origin, I, I not state, state and territory. Oh, of that's origin. a territory. So no no dogs from the ACT, oh, none from Northern Territory. I don't think there'll be many that from the ACT anymore. Like, I was genuinely curious. I thought yeah. well, Northern Territory they brought one down to they, the trip. They, but no, they do have racing up in Darwin. Not many are bred up there, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, I was just going basically on the, the major states, yeah. yeah that's yeah. the that's ones that count. Oh, <laughs> oh that's, here we go. <laughs> this is a nationwide show. You're, uh, you're, you're throwing these grenades in. So, boys, not available for you, Squirrel. Yep. And I'm going poke the bear at the odds. Not available really well, John, but but probably been well found enough in the market. So, yeah, go with poke the bear and max profit each way. Beautiful. Let's uh, touch base on uh, the second race, which is the second heat of the Harrison Dawson. Start with you, Scott. Yeah, so um, Aston DB, the Melbourne Cup winner, is making his return to the track uh, in this race. He hasn't drawn well at all. He's out in the six box. Um, so we're probably going to take him on. So if uh, the sports bet punters well, like one, uh, one worse, the seven. Yeah. So the seven, yeah. The black um, so, yeah, it's got my redeemer, sorry, in the six, um, which is a very handy dog, has performed really well recently from that box. So, yeah, we're prepared to take on DB, uh, top of the mark at the moment. So if you if you want to um, – if you like DB, um, sports bet's the place to go to get a good price. Uh, but I thought um, – it was another tough race. Uh, if anything, I like uh, Victor Dora from the uh, box one each way. It's about $10 at the moment. So that's where I'd be steering the punters. Surely Siona Thompson, after winning the Melbourne Cup, can just say, we don't need a race anymore. We've we, we won enough prize money with this one. It, so- yeah, it is going to stud. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, it's it's still pretty young. It's only three years old now. So they probably want to have – at least another prep in it and then head to stud um, probably later in the year. But, um, yeah, he's had a few issues and obviously it'll be interesting to see how he comes back first up. For the Seinfeld fans, do you remember the Victor Dora? <laughs> the ship that sunk? <laughs> yeah, it uh, collided, with the, uh, collided with the Stockholm in dense fog 35 miles off the coast of Nantucket, didn't it? <laughs> you are the Seinfeld whiz, so yeah, I'll take your word for that quote. <laughs> it's, in my, it's in my book, Astonishing Tales of the Sea. I'm trying to think of that, but... The zinger you came out with last week, the toothpaste or something. What yeah. was it? The, oh, the Listerine. 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 Yeah, we moved on from that. <laughs> so, going up on, on that note, are you, are you going Victor Dora or no, no, no. As well? um, so, my Redeemer's the up and comer in the David Gill kennel. So, as Jill, uh, uphill Jill, gets towards the end of her career, uh, this one's on the way up. Uh, I like the draw for it. It's been pretty reliable recently, so it looks hard to beat here. Uh, I, th- I thought Cuda Mayhem, if it found its best form, was probably starting to get out to a decent price. I think it, it placed in the Melbourne Cup, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. huge run. It missed, completely bottled the start and uh, ran on. Um, yeah. And it's been restricted to sort of one-turn events recently, but if it finds its best uh, two-bend form, then it's getting out to double figures and probably not a bad each-way bet. Love it. All right, we're going to push to race three. The first heat of the Sapphire, Sapphire Crown. Now, why do they do this? I mean, you could just chuck all the heats in, in a row and then do the stay, and then the Sandown Cup and then the Sapphire, Sapphire Crown last. Why do they sort of mix and match them? Mixing it up. Um, well, the, the main event's the Sandown Cup, so they put all the, the key uh, heats of that into the quaddy, five, six, seven, and eight. Um, so I guess, yeah, like there's, um, you know, a little teaser at the start for the uh, Harrison Dawson and the Sapphire Crown, and then it finishes on night off with those heats as well. So, yeah, they try to put the best races in the quaddy league so 
that that's why I think it's um, spaced like it is. That is a splendid answer, Skrill. Now we're going <laughs> to, as I said, pushing on to uh, that third race and then the name that pops out, Dinah Patty, all 26.4 <laughs> kilos of the little girl. The $2.20 favourite. Is she going to win this first heat of the I, Sapphire Crown, Skrill? Yeah, look, um, She's a she's a, she's a bit inconsistent, a bit like you, Patty, with her starts. <laughs> um, but she look, she was amazing in the speed star. She's drawn um, in the two, which she hasn't drawn this close to the rail before. So she is a little hit and miss. But I feel like she's you know hitting her straps, getting the starts right. I think she'll nail the start. And if she finds clear air, there's nothing that's going to be able to go with her. Burn like fire is an absolute jet out of the boxes, like that will like nail the start and lead, but I think Patty will get the right run through and be too strong late. You teed that you teed that up for a gag perfectly for, for Gunner there for burn like fire. I, I don't I don't think this uh, shows deep enough into its career yet to be start going into STIs and all that sort of thing. But with <laughs> cutie as well, that's another that's another one you you, you came for last week. But, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting one. It's it's dropping dropping heavily back in distance. Windburn cutie and probably won't have the pace early, but uh, if something opens up along the rail. Uh, it'll definitely poke its nose through. Uh, I couldn't really go past Dinah Patty in this one, but I like the fact that Burn Like Fire is drawn under Ella Enchanted. Ella Enchanted gets back a little bit, can miss the start, but if it could tag on the back of Burn Like Fire, I think Ella Enchanted could run over the top of all of them. At the moment, it looks like she's going to uh, drift out over the $5 mark, and if uh, she starts getting out to the $6 mark, I definitely think she's a good bet at that price. Very good. Well said. Let's uh, crack on to race four, the second heat of the Sapphire Crown now. And uh, there's, there's, well, uphill Jill definitely stands out for me. $1.60 with us you can currently get. Is it going to be too good, Squirrel? Uh, I think so. She hasn't brought her best recently. Um, obviously, Splendor Miro got her uh, up at Wentworth Park. This is a lot easier field. Um, she's back against the girls. Um, she's been she's shown she can easily do it from this box. Uh, I think back down in Victoria, back at Dave Gill's place, um, she uh, will be back to you know her normal work. So I think uh, we'll see her back to her best. Dollar sixty, yeah, bit skinny for me, but um, yeah, I think she'll just win. I'm going to pot her. <laughs> She's uh, she's had not a, our girl. I, I, I absolutely love her, and, and I've got absolutely zero against the dog. Um, what, what have you got against her? Then? Well, <laughs> sixty. She she, she has uh, shown that uh, in the first in the first uh, go in the in the heats, um, she can sometimes just get through running second, and she's done that a little bit recently. She's had a lot of travelling, a lot of racing, and I guess there's only so many times you can go to the well. Uh, I thought if Solitary Girl jumped jumped at her best, she might be a little bit of a pest underneath Jill early. And for that reason, I thought Envy Heist or Go Seek Heidi would be uh, better bets in this race. Well, very uh, very nicely uh, summed up there. I mean, the, the seven uh, the seven black rug is always going to throw a spanner amongst the uh, the pigeons. That makes no sense. But, uh, <laughs> I'll go with it. Any like rocket surgery? <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> Good stuff. So, Skrill, you're with uh, Uphill Jill to be too good. Yep. And, Gunner, you're laying Uphill Jill and going uh, going against her. Yeah, I think Envy Heist from the from the one looks uh, yeah, looks a good bet. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the heats, Uphill Jill doesn't get through, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. You've got you to win your heats. It's uh, 
It's a simple equation. All right, boys. Sandown Cup Heat 1. Yes. This is what we've all been waiting for. So, uh, Buck Harley in the six, um, you would have seen him in the Speed Star, was in Rip and Sam's uh, match race and actually went with him for a long, long way. Um, Rip and Sam pulled away down the back, but then he sort of held his ground. So, only lost by four lengths. So, it was a huge run. Um, it seems to be, yeah, it's found its right distance out at the 7.15. Should have no problem crossing over from the six box. Uh, should run around that sort of 41.70 mark and, yeah, I think be too good for them. Uh, I liked uh, Quick Jagger in, in box one here. I, I don't think the tight turns of Sandown ultimately ultimately suit it. Uh, I just found the it was a tricky speed map, this one, trying to line up the dogs and, and I thought that Quick Jagger could hold a decent spot on, on the rail and... Um, he seems to. He does seem to race well when he comes over to Vic. So thought that he might be hard to get past if he gets his nose in front early. Simon, um, thoughts on Sharp Diamond? It's pretty pretty big odds, and its record's not too bad. Yeah, we spoke about this. It was in the Speed Star. Um, I thought it was a little disappointing in the Speed Star. It obviously was a two dog race and had every chance. And uh, Sir JJ got the better of him. I think it was Sir JJ. But um, yeah, look. Not not for me. I think it could easily run a place. Um, but, yeah, I, I spoke about it last week. I think it, it's a funny dog. It doesn't switch on the whole 100% of the time. So, um, look, it could run a place. It just hasn't won for a long time, I think. So, yeah, okay. not for me. Okay. Love the second. Boys, I want to ask a question. I figured you two would be great to ask this one. And this is for the, Perhaps. For the listeners out there. Now, number nine, Jane's intention, it probably won't run, but its weight is 29.5 kilos. Now, you look at Sir JJ, who's 36.9. That's that's what, almost seven seven kegs heavier. What difference or what does the weight of a dog bring into a, to a race? Is uh, it an advantage? Is it a negative? Just, well, for, just for the for It's the, a bit like if you, think there, of, if you think of humans, um, you wouldn't find a little skinny bloke in the 100 metres, but you'd find him in the marathons. So... Um, the yeah, the sprinters are generally like big chested, very explosive dogs. Um, Sir JJ is like one out of the box. He's like a huge dog which can run seven hundred meters. So you'll find generally the bigger dogs they do tire later, but he gets stronger. Like it's it's just one of those things which is an anomaly or an anomaly. Sorry, yeah. Um, but yeah, like they come in all shapes and sizes. You generally find yeah the bitches, the smaller bitches, obviously because they're a bit lighter, they can you know stay a bit longer, um, like a marathon runner would, because they don't have as much muscle on and um, all that. Uh, but yeah, they come in all shapes and sizes. Um, I've found with uh, yeah the bigger dogs I've had like I've had one that's forty kegs. Yeah, it'll run 400 metres and then that hit the wall. Bloody kaput. Yeah. Uh, it also uh, it makes a difference early on, doesn't it? If uh, if you've got a big dog that's drawn near the rail and it gets a little bit of interference early, obviously it can can hold its position a little bit better because it's got bigger size. Sometimes you'll, you'll see a girl get crossed, uh, might be under 30 kilos. If it can't compete with dogs that have got a lot more weight around, it tends to get shuffled out the back. Uh, and quite often the lighter dogs will be uh, better early on until a bigger dog musters speed and then it brings itself into the race later. But that's a – I guess you're talking generalisations there. There are always dogs that will, will break that pattern and Don a double one was a, was a bit like that, wasn't he? He's a big dog, yeah. So like um, Fernando was a really light uh, male dog, so, you know, about 29 kilos, obviously had explosive speed, but because he was a light male, he could sort of – he had the – 
the petrol left in the tank late. But yeah, double one wasn't as explosive early, but geez, once he hit the ground, he could really um, power away from them. So yeah, look, it's it is something you do look at in a race, um, but it's not yeah as as you can see with Sir JJ doesn't mean everything like. They come in all shapes and sizes. No, that is, an, an, that is an absolute <laughs> class. I, I love that. I, I sat there and listened, and that that is genuinely some great insight from from two greyhound traders where you, you you wouldn't you know generally hear elsewhere. And I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, I'll back a one dog if it's if it's heavier than the, the two and the three dog." And I thought, "Oh, that's that's bloody nonsense." Sometimes, but there's tr- there's uh, there's sense to the theory. So thanks yep. for uh, for that one and. Uh, all your listeners out there, and I'm sure you'll thank me too when you. Hopefully, back. they got something out of it. <laughs> yeah. Now, so JJ will win the uh, the 700. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Very good, boys. Uh, race six now that the third heat, sorry, the second heat of the um, Sandown Cup. Tornado Tears, another blistering winner uh, in the Speed Series, jumping from the second uh, alley. Screw. Yeah, and like you probably wanted Rip and Sam and Tornado Tears to meet in the final for the spectacle. Uh, the good thing is the top two go through to the final, so you'd expect both of them to go through, and we'll we'll get another mouth-watering affair. But yeah, this this is great. This will be great to watch. Um, the rest of them, like, there's not much to them, so it really is a two-dog race. Uh, Tornado Tears, obviously, a lot quicker to begin than Rip and Sam, so should be out out on the bunny early. He's obviously stepping up from the five ninety-five. Um, Rip and Sam had the the seven fifteen under his belt. Um, so yeah, it, it like it'll be like Tornado t- Tears is the the rabbit, the lure, and uh, Rip and Sam will be chasing him. Um, I think Tornado Tears will be able to hold on, hold him off. Um, but yeah, just it, it'll be great to watch. It's great uh, to see the best dogs against each other. Why is it that these two meet in the heat? Uh, yeah, ideally you would like them to meet in the final, but um, like there are certain guarding. I think that, yeah, guarding purposes where you can um, separate your dogs if they're in the same ownership, but, but they're different owners. It is the same kennel, um, but I, I think I heard it was done by um, a ranking system and Tornado Tears is ranked, like Sam was one and Tornado Tears is about 12 or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm probably a bit off the mark there, but that was that was how it was done. It was a grading um, issues, so they couldn't be separated in it's, different it's heats. Probably got something to do with the runs over seven hundred, wouldn't it? Yeah, the, that's that's yeah. thing. So Ribbon yep. Sam's the, was the number one ranked. I think I think there's this prize money thing now at the moment with the amount of prize money they've won over the distance, and yeah, that's why Tornado Tears sort of fell into that basket. But yeah, I think they'll meet in the final as well. I think it'll be yeah the one two. And your your thoughts echo that one? Uh, yeah, uh, Tornado Tears. Nothing else to say about this race. Uh, one leads, the other favourite doesn't. I expect Tornado Tears probably shortening the market. Uh, you can get around the dollar seventy five, dollar eighty mark. I think it probably starts shorter than that. And uh, uh, to be honest, it looks good bet. Great stuff. All right, guys, we'll take a quick breather and then we'll uh, we'll come back as we hit the back straight. The last six heats uh, <laughs> of uh, <laughs> sand down to on Thursday night. Uh, we'll be back in a second. All right, welcome back to the Non-Chasers, the Sports Pit Greyhound Racing <laughs> Podcast. Always met with a little giggle when we mentioned the Non-Chasers from you, Andrew Gunner. I like yes. it. As I said, we're in the back straight now of our Sandown Park. Race 7, the third heat of the Sandown Cup, the Quaddy Legs Screw. That's right. So this this is a good race. This has uh, got Dinah Chancellor who flew over the 595, stepping up to the 715 uh, for the first time. 
Now, it meets um, one of our favourites, Evie Ripper, um, who <laughs> Gunner will like declare cannot win, yep. but it has won three out of its last four. So um, I actually think she can win against Dinah Chance because I just don't think Dinah Chance, first up over this distance, um, is going to be able to hold out some of these dogs. There's Moment to Jive, uh, Back on Lava, um, Mooney on Corners. They're, a lot of them have already run the 7.15 out and I think you'll be found late, wanting late. Um, so I'm prepared to take on Dinah Chancer. I think um, Back on Lava is a great bet each way. Definitely should run a place in my mind. And, yeah, I'd I give Abby Ripper a chance. I'll tell you why Abby Ripper can win because she's uh, 26.7 kilos. And judging, <laughs> judging by the uh, – Thunder's home. The, uh, the masterclass I got minutes ago, that's uh, the perfect weight for, for a staying event. <laughs> yeah, and she also gets back and she thinks about it and then she won't run past things. So uh, I've As seen say, it all before. Three out of last four, Gunner. So. Uh, against two and where. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, group, group events that went worth bark. Positive ROI, mate. That's all that, that's all that matters. Who wins this, Gunner? Uh, moments of jive for mine. Very well drawn. Uh, she hasn't travelled too well when she's come over to the east, but if she brings her, her Cannington form, I mean, it, it took, uh, what, 660, 70-odd metres for Rip and Sam to run her down in the in the galaxy. So I think if she leads here, Sandown should really suit her because she sticks to the rail really well. Uh, so the tight turns, if she gets out in front, she'll be really hard to run down. So I'll, I'll like her. Very good. Moment to Jive really feels like she's flying under the radar, I uh, I feel as well. All right, guys, race eight, the fourth and final heat. Right, uh, yep, yep, fourth, fourth and, and final. final um, one of our favourites is in it, Benali, John O'Brown's um, uncle's dog. Uh, he's been flying recently um, since we've started talking about him. So he's drawn exactly where he wants in the one uh, for this this distance. Um, in the 595, we liked him out in the eight, but I think he gets the straight line here. He'll uh, probably hold them out and, um, yeah, he'll he'll be in it for a long way. It is his first go at 7.15, but his brother has shown that he's very good over the 7.15 first up. So I think, um, yeah, Benali's the one to beat. Um, yeah, there's a few there that um, are doubts for me. Um, belt like Be- Beckham's first up for a while. If he, if he brings his best, he can definitely win. He's absolutely motors home, um, a bit like Rip and Sam. But, yeah, banali for me. I uh, like Simon. I had a few question marks on dogs running over the trip for the first time here. It, not not really uh, betting propositions for me because although some might appear that they'll run it out on paper, they don't always. They can be brilliant for a sectional, but they can't really sustain it. So th- there's always question marks. So the dogs that uh, Simon's already mentioned, and then you've got Raccoon, who was a boom dog before, uh, he he got injured and he's only just recently come back. I wish the helmets all the best with him. I hope that uh, I hope that he's in really good form and we see the best of him. But yet again, it's a question mark. So on the basis of that, I thought Magic Hornet was a big price dog that's coming down from Albion Park. Really likes an inside draw and and this this runner can be really hard to get past once it finds the lead. So I thought it was pretty big odds. And the other one I liked was Destroyer out in the eight. So just, just about like the whole field there. Yeah. Just bit two. Of, <laughs> bit of that. At odds. Yeah, At odds. I, didn't mind, like I didn't mind Destroyer either. Raccoon, yeah. Magic Hornet. And then no, no, sorry, no, 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 sorry, no. I didn't like Raccoon. I didn't. <laughs> I'm just, oh, there's that, scenes, that, there's that scenes in the non-chases. <laughs> All right. Just as the disclaimer, <laughs> I am saying that Destroyer and Magic Hornet are the better bets. Two dogs. 
Brian Benali. If anyone can get it right, it's Robert yeah. Britton, surely. Yeah, he's he's the gun. <laughs> Race nine. We're back to the Harrison Dawson uh, heats now. Screw up. Um, yeah, so this is a really good race. Uh, Hecton Bale is absolutely flying at the moment. Um, thought he would get enough room um, in this race to be strong late. I liked Aston Duke to probably lead and, um, yeah, get across to the rail. Uh, loves loves one and two boxes. Uh, but, yeah, I thought Hecton would be just a bit too strong late for Aston Duke. Yeah, not, not a huge amount of speed in this race, which will definitely suit Hecton Bale, but it still is a little bit of an awkward draw for it. Uh, I liked Morris Minor here. It's been going really well since it came down from from Queensland. Uh, it, it's not a dog that you'd really like to tip where there is a lot of speed. I, I think it can be in the first few in this one, and, and geez, this dog really runs on strong late. Uh, so I liked Morris Minor. I thought uh, Zipping Captain would look also look like it mapped pretty well in this race. Very nice. And any relation uh, with uh, Pants on Fire and Burn Luck Fire? I don't know, Simon's your man for that one. No, no, there's not. No, different. No, just, just the fire. There's a lot of dogs with fire in there, no. Uh, oh, very good. All right, lads, race 10, the, uh, the final heat of the Harrison Dawson. What do we like here? We'll start with you this time, Gunnar. Uh, raw ability, really well drawn. Uh, it, it's sh- short in the market, but, yeah, when this dog gets an inside draw and hits the lead, it, uh, it can be really hard to run down Adelaide Cup winner, I think. Uh, and it showed in some really good form in, in really big races. So raw ability. Yeah, uh, should win. It should be too good. Hasten slowly was the one I gave a little chance to, but, yeah, raw ability against this field, uh, multiple group one winner should should be too good. Beautiful. All right, race 11, Sapphire Crown Heat 3. We're finally uh, getting towards the end of the, the Sapphire Crown uh, Heat. So this race, uh, Miss Splendor Miro is coming down from New South Wales. We've spoken a fair bit about her recently up at those uh, Wenty Park races. She knocked off uphill Jill last start. Good thing is she's seen the track. Uh, she had a trial uh, in between Speed Star races, I think, last week and trialed really well. Um, expect her from the two to be uh, getting across to the rail. And, yeah, we've seen how strong she is, so she'll be too good, I feel. Very good. You can't complain against a, a, a picket fence in the in the form line, can you? No, no. The vic- the victory pickets. Uh, she jumped just as bad as good as I've ever seen her jump uh, in that final that that Simon was talking about against Uphill Jill. Uh, a dog that's got the arsenal of uh, good early speed and a and a big run home like like she has. If she continues the habit of jumping well, well, it's not. I mean, she's going to win this, but there's there's not too many dogs in Australia that will be able to go with her if uh, she can jump well. So yeah, she looks uh, a very good thing in this race. An absolute punter's best friend, the uh, the early speed, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Well, yeah. yeah, that's that's greyhound racing. Yep. Running tick before eleven o'clock at night is the last of the Sapphire Crowns, and come on, Emma Lyon is a favourite with us from the uh, from the one alley. Yeah, it's got the speed. Um, Interesting race. Zoom Out uh, was the one that was just run down by Strike a Light in the Warnable Cup final. Uh, Zoom Out should lead with Come On Emma Lyon. Um, it's Zoom Out's first go over the 5.15, so a few doubts there, but it should should be up there for a long way. Um, come On Emma Lyon is also a bit weak late. Um, interesting runner is the eight dog. Um, it's actually Ricky Ponting's dog, Miss Innings. Really? Um, yeah, Punter's got one in this race. Cool. And... It's it is a funny dog. This one it it can go with 
a lot of dogs. It, it's one of those dogs that likes to run alongside uh, dogs and it's, gets a little bit sociable, does yeah, it? It does. It uh, it's 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 matched it with Uphill Jill, um, Blue Gum Hill, Poke the Bear. These sort of dogs recently. I think it's a great place chance. I'd I'd be backing at the place um, because a lot of these dogs that'll be up in front bit uh, will be tiring late. So could could pinch it. Um, wouldn't be surprised if it wins, but yeah, miss innings each way would be my bet. When we say it's punter's dog, does he own the? He's actually in the ownership. Yeah, yeah it's punter's dog. So anything with innings, um, we spoke owns a few. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's big into the. Jeez, <laughs> That's how he got his name. Talk about uh... that, yeah, he got his name punting on greyhounds. Really? Yep. There yep. you go. Yeah, fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff, <laughs> boys. We'll take another quick breather. Um, get our breath back for the uh, for the final segment. We've got a little multi. We've got your absolute best bets of the night, and we've got your uh, your lay of the uh, lay of the evening, or barking man, as we like to call it here on the <laughs> night chasers. We'll be back in a second. All right, welcome back to the Sportsbet Greyhound Racing Podcast, the non chasers. We've uh, gone out and officially named it this week. That's it. We're back with our multi. We're going to quickly run through this one. Squirrel, Gunner, Sandown Park Thursday night. What are our multi legs? So, yeah, Quaddies five, six, seven, and eight. It's all the Sandown Cup legs. Uh, so, I've gone one, two, three, six in the first leg, two, seven in the second, two, three, eight in the third leg, and finishing it off with one, four, six, and eight, which is 96 combos. Beautiful. Comparing that to, to the multi man over here, uh, Andrew Gunner. Uh, leg one, I'm going one, two, five, and six. Leg two, the two only, just going with Tornado Tears, leaving Rip and Sam out. Uh, leg three, two and six, and leg four, one, three and eight. And off the top of my head, that gives you 24 combos. Love it. And first thing I ask on next week's show, Gunner, is how uh, how that one's going. We've got a bit of a <laughs> Well, if, it, if, it's like, if it's like previous <laughs> quaddies, no good. <laughs> Oh, that's not, what, that's not what you meant to say, mate. That's not what you meant to no, say. No, no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna lob one sooner or later. So, <laughs> no, no, all faith in you, Gunner. Boys, absolute best of the night. I'm going with you, mate. I'm going with Donna Patty. Oh, uh, race three, number two, Donna Patty. Yeah, the two twenty. Yeah, two twenty. Um, might drift a little bit further um, on the night, but yeah, you can lock in the two twenty now if you want. Live it and love it. Go up. Uh, I didn't give a tip in race 12, so I'll make it the best of my night. I'm going to go snug. I'm going to need your help with this one. What, what number is she? Uh, number four. She's a $4.50 chance. Yeah, I, I didn't think that uh, come on Emmeline or Zoom out, if they if they did lead, I didn't really think that they'd get too far below, uh, you know, a high 29-second mark, and I think snug can run them down. It's uh, yeah, It's got a boom finish from uh, races up in Queensland, so it'll make Snug the best of the night. Love it. And Barking Mad, boys, who do we want not want to go near at with a, with a stick? Yeah, I'm going um, Dinah Chancer. Um, just spoke about it that, uh, yeah, first up over the distance. Where can we find Dinah Chancer? It's, uh, it's in the Santa Cup race six, uh, I believe. So, yeah, just a few doubts on it running out the trip and even the box draw could uh, bring it undone. So steer clear of Dinah Chancer and uh, and Gunnar. Uh, race two, number seven, Aston DB. Well credentialed dog, but uh, first up run in a in a pretty hot series. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really look ideally drawn. So Aston DB and uh, yeah, can't go past uh, Ebby Ripper as well. Uh, race seven, number eight. Uh, she she's under the five dollar mark at the moment, and I think that looks a good lay also. Very good. Well, thanks, fellas. There we, there we have it. We've had comprehensive coverage of the uh, Sandown uh, Park evening tomorrow night, Thursday night, 
and also your best, and then those ones that uh, you don't want to go near with. Thanks, thanks for coming on, boys. As always, thanks, thanks Patty. And uh, as we always say, you are if you are going to have a little flutter on the dish liquors, please do so responsibly and within your means. And uh, we've enjoyed uh, chatting greyhounds on on another episode of the Non Chasers. We'll be back next week. Yeah.